Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Hola. What's the haps? Hey, how's it going? My name is Holly Kate, your favorite personal stylist, hopefully the only Holly that you know. And I am so excited because I have such a BFD with me today, Miss Allie Levine. She is a celebrity stylist from the West Coast New Southeast transplant, celebrity stylist, motherhood, fashion lifestyle expert. I mean, she was raised in the high velocity fashion culture of New York City. She has been with so many different magazines, had a million celebrity opportunities working with people, been a ton of magazines. She was working in television and film. She was LA's it girl as far as celebrity styling was concerned. She's got a star-studded portfolio. She's worked with Jesse McCartney, Holly Robinson-Pete, Joey King, Jet Gretchen Rossi, Lisa Vanderpump, and so many more. Damn it, Allie, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I love that intro. I'm good, Holly. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, Allie has been a little bit hard to wrangle because she is in such high demand. Let me tell you, because she's got two little ones at home and they are cute. And let me tell you, I don't think that many people's kids are cute. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) I mean, cute, cute, cute. So Allie and I have so much in common. We both did some of the same styling courses. Allie, tell me about that. Oh, sure. So when I first, like you said, I'm originally from New York. I moved to Los Angeles for over a decade and then recently moved to Tennessee. And when I first moved to California, I was working in costume and costume design. I, long story short, had worked in New York um, after doing corporate fashion and retail and product development and design, all these different, you know, projects, I ended up then falling in love with the entertainment industry side and working in costume. And then I went and worked in Atlanta for a hot minute with, on some projects like Big Mama's House. And the team there was from Los Angeles and they were amazing. They became my mentors and friends. And they said, hey, you know, what you want to be doing is more in the LA world, you know, don't go back to New York. And, you know, how many times in your life do you get offered an opportunity to be like, hey, just come with us. And so I was young and I thought, hey, why not? And told my boyfriend who now is, you know, my husband. And I said, hey, Justin, I want to go to LA and, you know, packed my bags, uh, went to Los Angeles, started working for them in the movie and entertainment industry and got into the union, really um, realized for me real quickly, it was not fueling my passion, even though I was becoming 
very successful very quickly. And was, while I was around, I wasn't necessarily feeling the fueling of the passion in my soul of what I had started feeling when I first worked in fashion. And so that's what then led me to start to figure out, well, what else could I be doing now that I've made this move and I'm in this whole industry? Like, what could I be doing? And styling wasn't really a term back then that like everyone talked about like Rachel Zoe had just kind of taken off on her show I met her once in New York City you know there are a few stylists that were kind of known but it really wasn't like much of a thing and then you know when I got to California and LA and everything I started talking to people and they're like well you should look into styling it's getting really you know big out here and there's red carpets and there's media and there's this there's that and I had no clue. I didn't know the first thing, even though I knew I loved fashion and I was good with fashion. You know, I didn't know what styling really was or what to do. So hence you asking that question, you know, I ended up reaching out to Luke Story, who's incredible and saying, hey, you know, if I wanted to get coffee with you, you know, would you get coffee with me and sit down and talk about you know, what this is all about, what your school of style is. So he was amazing, you know, it took me a little bit to crack him down. And then we went and sat down had coffee and he gave me like so many just great gems and explained to me kind of how he got started. I got to do a job with him that weekend because he randomly needed help on like one of these huge, I forget which band it was, but it was a huge band in LA. And he was like, I need help. You just want to come help me. I don't have, you know, any funds for it, but like, just get some experience. And I was like, yes, okay, cool. And so I, you know, ran over for the weekend, helped him with the shoot. And I was immediately like fell in love with like styling world, even though I had no clue really what I was doing or what I was getting myself into. And so from then on, I decided to then take his school of style business class to really get a business background and foundation because I was raised by my dad, who's a very strong and smart businessman who really taught me from a young age. Like if you don't know the business of things, it's basically kind of like the science of something. If you don't know it, like you're just not going to be able to fully get through it. Even if you can wing it, even if you can fake it, like there's other areas you can do those in, but there's got to be this like foundation. And so I always remembered that. So I was like, okay, I got to take this business class. And that was really the start to my styling career. I started really learning the business side of styling and what that looks like. And I started working with Luke and I started getting all these amazing opportunities and mentors, you know, mentors from him and others working with tons of other stylists as an intern. Again, of course, not getting paid, but just getting the experience, getting paid and experience. And from there, you know, eventually started then assisting Rena Lupadora, who was Kanye West stylist, main stylist at the time. And I got on Kanye West's uh, World Throne Tour team and I became her main assistant after interning for quite some time. Amazing. That is a great story. So Luke's story and Laura Messiah were co-owners of the School of Style. I was a graduate 2015 and I actually still work with Lauren today. She is a coach, an executive coach for me and a group of other people. I have taken every single class that they have offered and I loved the program and I fell in love with them because they were really real. Luke's story, he was like completely homeless and was staying with someone. And then he started doing returns and he was working for Aerosmith and like Marilyn Manson and all these bands. And it was just such a cool, it, it was just such a cool story that I just dug the realness of it. So, oh yeah, they're definitely real. And yeah, Lauren's great too. I personally like really hit it off with Luke, um, but Lauren was great also. And I got to know her and, you know, it's true. They're very real. They're very transparent. And, you know, the classes for sure are very much like 
wanting you to understand the realness of it, the dirt, the grind, that it's not a glam thing, that it's 90%, you know, grind and 10% glam. (laughs) And I think that was really important for me to learn at, you know, really early, because I think even when I, you know, became, you know, a head stylist and I had all these interns and assistants and they would bitch and be like, oh, I don't want to tape shoes. Oh, I don't want to do this. And I'd be like, look, nobody wants to do that. I had to do it too. Even there's days where I still have to do it if I don't have someone to do it. But like, you have to understand this is part of it. This is the whole picture. Right. You don't just get to do, you know, people used to always say to me like, oh my gosh, you're, it's so amazing. You have to, you know, dress in these gorgeous gowns and you're covered in, you know, jewels all day long. And I'm like, yeah, for about 1% of my day. And then the rest of the day, even being the head stylist, I'm still in mean deep in figuring out, you know, what's going on with returns taking care of phone calls, doing, you know, backup work, social media, pitching, all of these different things that fall into it that are the whole picture. It's not just what you see on social media, which is this fabulous picture of someone getting best dressed in their outfit, which is yes, amazing. And, and such an incredible moment, but people have no idea of like the blood, sweat and tears and the grind that goes into creating that perfect picture. I mean, can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> I just, I mean, because I mentor a couple of other young girls and I'm happy to help them. But I, the first thing I say is being a stylist is not about making you look good. It's about making them look good. Okay. It has nothing to do with you, what your clothes are, what you're wearing, what your style is. It's about you understanding style for someone else, whether it's a celeb- celebrity or not. That's what I always tell my little chickadees. That I, I love that. And, you know, and it's true. You know, I always say confidence is your best accessory. And, you know, it, it, for me, I've learned that in so many ways, you know, from, you know, dressing celebrities to entrepreneurs to, you know, major, you know, billionaires, public figures. I mean, you name it. And, you know, you notice when you dress them that it's not just about the clothing, but it really is about the confidence they receive from being styled and being put together that they feel it and they really do feel that confidence. And then it doesn't matter what they're wearing. You just see that confidence come through and they're rocking it. And so I used to always joke with, you know, certain celebrity clients of mine, like you could be wearing a paper bag and because you have the confidence you have now from us working through everything with you and having you wear things that make you feel good, like you rock it. Like you are showing off and showing up authentically as your best self. Not everybody knows how to do that. And and I do believe that, you know, a huge part of that, of course, is the right clothing. But the bigger piece of that, you know, I've learned that, you know, for me as a stylist for so many years is that confidence piece is so key. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. Preach, honey, (laughs) preach. Yeah. I mean, like I, I love these women that I help and they're asking me questions. And a lot of it is about pricing and stuff. But before we do anything, it's about selling confidence because that's what you're selling. And you're selling that so somebody else can get that, can move forward with their life. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you is because, I mean, not only I've seen your career and I've seen your success and I look at you as someone, as a peer and someone I can certainly learn from as well. But, you know, you've really, as you have become a mother and grown your family, being a stylist, you have to juggle both. As any working woman, whatever you do doesn't matter. But, you know, you've really sort of incorporated your children into like your podcast and your styling and and how you help people. And, And, you know, I work with so many new moms. I work with moms when they go back to work because their kids are too old now. I work with a lot of moms and I want you to give us some bullet points, nuggets, 
raw information. How do you come back? And this is, I mean, I get it. You know, you are a fashion person. For someone who was not a fashion person, what are some mistakes that people can make after pregnancy as far as fashion and style are concerned? Absolutely. Well, first off, I mean, I'm, you know, I am, regardless, I'm a fashion expert and fashion person. I'm still human. And I, you know, I definitely realized for myself, even when I first became a mom, how many mistakes like I made that, you know, I will gladly share with you because I think that, you know, even if it only helps one person that it's helping someone. And when I first became a mom, first off, I had in my mind that I was going to go through this like massive bounce back. So obviously I'm around Hollywood all the time. Right. And I'm red carpets and I'm around celebrities and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to bounce back, bounce, you know, push the baby out, go to set <laughs> them, you know, a week later and just bounce back just like, you know, the rest of them. And it's like, yeah, okay. For most people, that's not the case. And that was, you know, my story. I mean, long story short, and you know, those that follow me, know me. And if you don't, you can go find my story, but like it's out there. And I went through a pretty traumatic birth. And after 42 hours, I went up in a C-section and then oh my I, God. Yeah, <laughs> with my first daughter um, and my body per se, you know, did not quote unquote uh, bounce back. Never did. It was a struggle for me. You know, when we talk about confidence. I lost my confidence so much because I was really rocked. You know, I think for me, I, first off, I set that expectation so high. And I think that I've realized, especially after now being a mom of two, like, you have to like really not only just give yourself grace, but you have to like really be honest with yourself and say like, you know what, I'm starting a new season in my life. I'm, I'm turning a new chapter in this book. That doesn't mean that I can't still be fabulous. If you love fashion, it doesn't mean I still can't get myself together, but it might mean that I have to take a little bit more time or I have to be a little bit more gentle with myself. And the reason I say that is because I was so harsh on myself from the minute I would look in the mirror to the nasty things I would say about my body to it was, it was so hard. I would stare at my body and just be like, Oh, why do you look like that? Oh God, look at those rolls. Oh, wow. I have all these, like, you know, this horrible cut, you know, for my C-section. Oh, look at these, you know, wrinkles. Oh, the stretching. I mean, it was horrible. Like the list goes on. And I used to just stand there and just like, you know, beat myself up. And I know so many women do it. And it's so, it's so easy to do because you look at yourself and you feel like, wow, like I just, I lost the woman I was like, what happened to her? She's no Mm -hmm. longer pretty, no longer sexy. Like what's going on with me? And it's really hard for me. And I do believe that, you know, a huge part of that is what spiraled into my postpartum depression. And so, you know, that's the reason I share that because I think that when you put that kind of expectation on yourself and you build kind of this like you know, pretty picture, you know, in a frame and you're like, this is what it's going to be. And then it doesn't happen. Like it literally shatters in front of you. And you're like, oh my God, wait, what happened to my pretty picture? And so, you know, that being said, like start off, like really, really small for yourself. Like, you know, you just had a baby, like find clothing, you know, while you're pregnant, like something I didn't think about until after my second daughter, like find clothing that you're going to be comfortable in that maybe isn't the most fitted or maybe isn't like, you know, something you normally wear on an everyday basis, but you just had a baby and chances are the first couple of months, like you're getting used to your new body. You're getting used to all these changes. If you're breastfeeding, like the list goes on. And so, you know, look for clothing that are like comfortable can totally still be fashionable, but like that are comfortable and aren't going to be clinging to you and aren't going to be maybe grabbing you in places that you used to not care about that. Now you're going to care about and it's going to make you self-conscious and like build this kind of like comfortable, you know, safe wardrobe. That's like, Hey, this is going to be 
for after I have, you know, my baby and like, right when I'm just starting my transition. And then, you know, after that, when you start to feel like you've gotten some strength and you're starting to feel like you are, you know, figuring things out a little bit and getting into like a new rhythm and you feel like, Hey, I want to, you know, get myself together, really be honest with yourself and say like, okay, do these things still fit me? Cause that was something Holly for me. Like I really, I think I made it worse for myself because I was like, I'm going to fit into those jeans again. So I'm going to leave them there. I'm going to definitely wear that shirt again. I just maybe not wear it for another few months, but I'm going to wear it again. And I think like it's sitting in my closet. I'm very big on energy and me too. I feel, okay. So, so you'll get this. So like, I feel like for me, it was just like this dead energy, still energy, just like stagnant sitting in my closet. That was just like, gaining all this almost like negative, like vibes, just sitting there because nothing's happening to it. I'm putting all these like heavy expectations. I'm going to wear it at some point, but then in reality, I never wore it. And it just sat there. And it was almost like I gained like resentment in a way for it. And was like, Oh, I can't wear it. I didn't want to wear it. Now when I go to put it on, I want to cry. And it was just like, I should have just either put it away until I was truly ready to try again, or I should have honestly just donated it or given it to a friend or whatever it may be, sold it, whatever the case may be. I should have just said, you know what? New, new season, new alley, new chapter in my life, get new clothing, invest in yourself, girl, make yourself feel good in this new mom body, embrace it, enjoy it. It's a new chapter and gotten new clothes. And I did that with my second daughter and God, that made such a difference with my first daughter. I just didn't know enough. Even as a stylist, I had no clue what I was stepping into. And it really rocked my world, which is why I think it was a huge part of my postpartum depression was like, I couldn't get dressed. Like I would go to get dressed in the morning and here I am, you know, laughing at myself and like judging myself because I'm like, Ali, you're a freaking somebody stylist. What do you mean you can't get dressed in the morning? But that was my story. Like I would step into my closet and I would just immediately feel like this overwhelming panic, depression, anxiety, and would be like, never mind. I'm just going to stay in my robe, in my underwear and like call it a fucking day. And I just, oops, excuse me. No, no, we don't worry. We cuss a lot. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so it was just like, oh my God, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I think if I had just given myself a little bit more grace and maybe had built like once I was feeling a little bit more comfortable, if I had just built like, let's just say a little, you know, capsule wardrobe that was like for a few months after having my daughter and put it in the front of my closet and been like, okay, these are the pieces that I feel good in. It's maybe a maxi dress. It's a pair of jeans that have a little bit more give and stretch. It's a t-shirt that's cute, but it's still casual and fitted. It's a sweater that's still cute and pretty on, but like it's easy to open up because I breastfeed, like whatever it may be. It's like finding those hero pieces and building this little capsule collection that's yours just to go to for that time that you need to is like so important because then your confidence comes back. You start to realize like, okay, I can get dressed. This isn't as overwhelming as I thought it was. I can, you know, set myself up to feel beautiful, but still realize that I'm in a different space and still give myself that grace and honor my new body and honor my new feelings around this and all those things. Cause there's so much that goes into it, but it was really hard for me, you know, to even realize that. And I think that when I was spiraling out of control with my postpartum depression, I didn't even like none of that resonated. And it was really hard for me, like the pill to swallow of realizing like, not only can I not get dressed, but like my confidence was gone. Here I am feeling like a fraud at this point because all I preach and all I teach is confidence, dress, accessory. And somehow I can't find my confidence. And so that really rocked me. And so I just feel like it's so important for especially new moms and pregnant moms, moms to be to know like, Hey, 
do this now and prepare yourself. And guess what? Best case scenario, maybe you do bounce back. There are people who do. And, you know, then you have your clothing and it's there. But like, why wouldn't you invest in yourself in this new chapter and this beautiful blessing and create this for yourself and say, I'm going to have this there so that I can, you know, switch into this is my postpartum looks. This is how I'm going to first start. So I know that I'm going to feel good in what I'm wearing. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm not going to be overwhelmed, you know, and really consider like the fabrics and the styles and don't worry so much about quote unquote trends when it comes to that clothing. Think more about comfort, that casualness, but still could be fashionable just being cozy and what you're wearing. Cause obviously a lot of times, especially in the first few months, you're home mostly as a new mom. And, and you're getting dirty and spit yes. up on. Exactly. And, you're getting you know. dirty. You're getting gross. You're, you know, covered in everything. There's so much going on. Like there's just so much. So it's like, just give yourself that and know it, that's not going to be your wardrobe forever. And then like, you know, like once you start to really feel comfortable and you're like, okay, you know what? I want to get myself together and want to be dressed up today. Then like, do it. Like have your, like I have in my closet, have a little section that's like, this is my dress up section. And this is what a maxi dress looks like that I love to wear. And this is like, you know, a super cute jumpsuit or romper, whatever it may be. That's like fits your fancy, but like have those as like those special moments that like, you know, that's how you're going to put yourself together and don't worry about that every day that like, you know, you're home or you're going to go run an errand. Like you can still look cute, but you don't have to stress yourself and you don't have to feel like you have to show up so much. Like for me being, you know, a fashion expert and somebody stylist, I had so much pressure between the public and within my own self of like feeling like I had to constantly like show up and like get dressed and like something fabulous. And like, let's be real. I was exhausted. I was overtired. I'm still tired. Like, I mean, and the postpartum just doesn't magically go away. I oh, mean, no. you don't, oh, no. you don't wake up one day and be like, I'm totally fine now. <laughs> like no, it's, it's no. and just the nuggets from that. It's just small bites and it's maybe you find a sweater you really like and you wear that for a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you can totally. just get it and you love it and you feel good in it, great. See what other colors it comes in. You cannot do everything at once. Like I had a friend who just had a baby and she really did snap back. She is not the norm. I mean, she's just not, she's (laughs) not the norm. She was really, really thin anyway. And she was, you know, didn't gain that much weight. And then she lost all the weight really quickly because she was breastfeeding. Not that many people do that. So I just coach a lot of new moms and I have never given birth. I have, I'm a stepmother and I love step parenting and so great, but it's just women have such a difficult time with the pressure, with the, well, these people look great. And she's only at, you know, three months out and she's this and she's that. And I'm still in my maternity pants. Like I can't get into anything. The word grace is just so beautiful that you said that because giving everyone is on a different path and you might not snap back. You've got to get it. I'll never forget my one friend who had a baby. She goes, you want to know what's best for the baby? My fucking sanity. I said, (laughs) amen to that. And then trying to go out, be social, feel comfortable leaving the baby at home. I mean, and you like fashion is like, who cares? Like that's the last thing you worry about. But when you take that little, would you agree that when you take that five minutes for yourself, to say, you know what, maybe I will get new pants or maybe I will get 
a new dress or whatever. That's super cute. I can just throw on with flip-flops if you're like coming out of pregnancy in the summer or something like that. It, I think, I just think that goes a long way because then you might have an event come up and, you know, just a small bites is small bites. You can't do everything at once. And, and I just, I love that you said grace because you just have to take it at your own pace. You do. And, you know, I love that you said that piece about, you know, still giving yourself that five minutes. Absolutely. I mean, there are times where I only have five minutes. There are times where I have 15 minutes, you know, to maybe 30 minutes, depending on what's going on on a good day, I get an hour. (laughs) Right. Um, And, you know, and it's true, even those five minutes to yourself, it's so important for any, you know, moms, you know, new moms, especially listening or moms to be, I never knew how important that was to really honor and give that time to yourself, especially to like, just make yourself feel good, whether it be, you know, like I did last night, like a little eye mask, or maybe you're doing your makeup, or maybe it's getting yourself into a cute outfit, like whatever it is that makes you feel good, that lights up your soul. Like it's so important because we do lose ourselves when we become moms. Most of us do. Yeah. I mean, even for a minute, the women I've worked with have all had that same, like you said, out of control feeling like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And it's really hopeless. It is. And the thing is, is like, I believe on a very spiritual level that, you know, when you have your child, you are reborn yourself. And when you're reborn and you think about that, right, it is that shakeup. It is that like, oh my God, I know nothing. Who am I? What is this? It is spiraling. It is out of control, but it's also beautiful because you get to like rebirth into like a whole new woman. And you get to say to yourself, like, okay, like I'm in a whole new chapter and I'm this whole new person in a way, because I just birthed this person. But like, I also get to like really learn me in a whole new way. And that's what I've been doing on like this new, like self-love self-discovery journey of Allie of like who I am, like outside of being, you know, a celebrity stylist and fashion expert and TV personality, like who am I and what do I love and who am I at the core authentically? And like, what have I maybe been missing and what am I being shown now? Because I am so present to my girls and there is so much beauty in it as much as there is so much chaos and like out of control feeling, you know? And so it really is this like true dance of like grace and understanding and really like self-love and just, you know, understanding that like some days are not going to look like that. Some days like today, for example, for me, was just so many things going on from the morning to the minute I woke up to now being on with you. Like I, and I have another appointment after I get off this, like there's, it's a busy day. And look, I am grateful to be so busy. Like, don't get me wrong, but like today is a heavy day. So guess what? Tomorrow and this weekend, like I will honor myself and I will give myself some rest and I will do some pamperings and I will get myself together to look cute. And I will love on myself because we give so much love to our kid, our children, you know, our partners, whatever it may be. And we don't get to love as much on ourselves. And it's hard because we do carry so much and we do so much. And it's like, just because I carry so much doesn't mean that it's not weighing me down, you know, of course. And, and, you know, and it's like, and also in the weighing down sense, it's like with clothing too, it's how you were just saying, like throw on a simple dress. It's like, find things that feel free to you, find things that feel light to you in energy and fabric and just the way you wear it and clothing and everything so that it's not weighing you down. Your clothing should always uplift you. I don't care if it's a flipping t-shirt and sweats, which is what I'm in right now. My leggings and my t-shirt because one of my go-to uniforms. It's like find your go-to uniforms as I call them mama forms, because like, that's, you know, my thing as a mom, it's like, 
Find the things that make you feel good, that uplift you, that feel light to you, that you're not feeling heavy in them, even if they are so simple, because they will change how you feel. They will change what you see in the mirror. It will change, you know, your entire perspective of what's going on with you and how you're handling things. And, you know, I think that again, like that's where clothing is so magical and why I've loved styling for so long and why now I'm so grateful that I'm actually getting to work with so many different people around the world because of like the world and where we're at. It's like, I get to work with all those people and see their lives transform in so many different ways. And it's like, yeah, because you're going to this transformation from the inside out. It's yes, the clothing is so flipping amazing. And like, yes, you can put on the most killer outfits. Like I know all about that from the red carpet and all these different things. But when you really love what you're wearing and, you know, we speak to that confidence, you really do transform from the inside out. And I think there's so something so fucking magical about that when it comes to styling. I mean, that's what I that's exactly what I preach. And another game changer for me was I loved my wardrobe. I, I love, you know, what I have, but like getting good pajamas was like <laughs> that was a game changer for me because I was wearing like old t-shirts and shitty this and just demoting my clothes. And I'm like, I'll just sleep in that, you know, like it's cute, but I'll just sleep in it. But buying like pajama sets and feeling like I look cute for my husband and just things like that, that really helped me just feel like I was getting dressed for bed, you know, and I wasn't like slobbing out. So even if you're not ready as a new mom to get new clothes, totally respect that my respect i maybe try getting some nice pajamas maybe try getting pajama robes getting a a new robe getting you know and it's just everyone talks about the baby the baby the baby you know and it's just like you want to like smack somebody and it's like (laughs) you what you you are not you're still there you know you're still there and this is what i tell my moms the more you give to you the more you have to give to your kids Oh, absolutely. And yeah, you cannot live your life. My husband thinks I look good. It's okay. It's not a big deal. No, 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 whatever. It is a big deal because you're constantly putting yourself on the back burner because it's too hard. It's too hard for you to deal with it. You've got young kids, this, that, and the other. You take five minutes, you take five hours. I don't care, but you've got to make yourself a priority whatever your jam is, like you said, do your makeup, do your hair. You don't have to do everything. You can do one thing. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's like, you can have your go-tos, right? Like today I knew there was no way I was getting my entire face done because the girls were crazy. I knew I had all 10 minutes. I did brows, lips, fluffed my hair, threw on my leggings and my t-shirt. And that was it. And that's done. And, done. And you done. Know I felt good enough. I felt cute. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm put together. I'm not a hot mess. Like I was the day before, but you know what? I couldn't do everything. And you know what? Last night I did a nice pampering, a nice eye mask. And I felt so good doing that. Like, you know, it's, I think it's just finding those different things, right? Like I'm huge on meditation and I, you know, meditate and pray, you know, quite, quite often. And I'm big on breath work and, and journaling and, you know, gratitude lists and everything. And, you know, I think it's just finding those channels that you personally subscribe to and things that make you feel good. And then are going to uplift you. And then looking at that with your clothing as well, what you just spoke to Holly of the genius behind getting dressed when you go to bed, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't that be important to you? Especially if you want to feel good, you want to look sexy and feel cute for your husband. You want to feel put together, even though you're going to bed. It's like, 
We don't realize again, the energy we carry from day to night, it doesn't change. Like, you know, it's still the same energy. And it's like, if you want to feel good and you want to feel uplifted, like then put on something that feels good to you. And I always say, like, think about the four F's, which is, you know, first your fit of how it fits. Cause that's everything of how something fits. Doesn't matter if it's bedtime and if it's cozy, then that's what you need. If it's cozy, if you're going to, you know, a red carpet, if vent and it fits tapered and it fits, you know, perfectly to the body, then great. It's like, whatever that fit is, whatever that moment is for you, you know, then second to me is fabric. Like it has to have the right touch and have the right feel and really work for you because if it doesn't, it's like, oh, you're scratching the whole time. Oh, you're uncomfortable. Oh, you're fixing yourself on. So it's like, who the hell wants to be in that? It's not worth it. Then three is function. Like, can you function in it? Like whether it's going to bed, whether it is breastfeeding, running around your supermarket, like going to red carpet, whatever it may be, doesn't matter whatever your life story is like it needs to fit your life to be functional and then last is fashion and it's like a lot of people are like oh my god fashion's last and it's like look I love fashion don't get me wrong but fashion has to be last because that's the trendy part that's the look part and yes I love to look fabulous and yes I love a great outfit when I see one but if it doesn't have those other three components guess what it ain't shit mic drop (laughs) mic drop It's a lot easier said than done. Okay. Let's just put it out there. But if you can set that intention, miss meditation, (laughs) if you can set that intention, am I right? And, And put that energy in the universe that will come back to you. I can't even tell how many people that I have met that said, oh my God, I've been thinking about getting this. Oh my God. I said, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Just true. I'm going to ask you one more question and then I'm going to let you go because you are so busy and you're so sweet to give me this time. I know there's no magic answer. If you are done having kids, okay, I don't know if you're done, you're not done, not my business. If you're done having kids, how long do you keep your maternity clothes? Do you feel like keeping them holds you back? Okay. So this is a good question. So first off, I would say, you know, I think obviously like we never know what can happen in life. Sure. Can't worry about like, I'm going to hold this in case, you know, it's not like necessarily like baby clothes, right? You're like, oh, I might, like I told my husband, like we have these extra baby clothes. I'm keeping them because I don't know if we're done or not. So it's like, I'm going to keep them because like, why not? But it's different with baby clothes versus yourself, right? It's like, okay, I am kind of holding myself back. I'm going to keep these, but I'm probably not going to get back in them again, or I'm waiting to see what happens. It's like, just let it go. My biggest thing is, you know, and that doesn't, whether it's postpartum clothing, whether it's maternity clothing, whether it's pregnancy clothing, if you don't feel like it's going to serve you and it's just going to sit and collect dust or sit on a shelf or sit in a drawer, whatever it may be, and it's not going to serve you in the, the near future, let it go because it's the same thing of what I spoke about when we first started talking of like the same thing of keeping your pre-pregnancy jeans and your pre-pregnancy outfits, because if anything, that energy is just holding you back. It's making you think of something that maybe doesn't exist anymore. And maybe it never will again, who knows? And there's no reason to hold on to it. And, you know, if you do feel like, Hey, I made another kid, another, you know, year or so, then keep the pieces that you really love and get rid of the rest. Cause let's be real. You're probably going to end up getting new pieces anyway. So why would you want to keep that same heavy energy and say, 
oh my gosh, I'm going to wear the exact same things. Most people don't do that. So you might as well let go of it and think of it truly as energy and not just a clothing and just release it and know that that if something does shift and you choose to be in that space again, you'll find there are things that align with you. And I truly, you know, believe that that to be true, because even with both my girls, you know, with Amelia, I really like thought I was going to keep everything because I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew we would have another one, not maybe so close, but I knew we have another one. And I was like, you know, I'm going to hold this and hold that. And then when it came, when I was pregnant, I was like, oh, actually, uh, I'm not feeling this. Okay. I'm going to donate this. Oh, actually I'm not feeling this. Okay. I'm going to put some Poshmark. Like all of a sudden my energy shifted. There were certain things that just didn't resonate for me anymore. There were certain things I didn't feel the same in anymore. And that's, that's life, right? Like whether it's pregnancy postpartum, you get a new job, you get married, like whatever it is, whatever life change, we all go through changes. Hopefully, if you're not, in my opinion, if you're not changing and evolving, you're dying. So, you know, it's like, if you're evolving and you're shifting and you're going through all these things, you're going to have those moments where things just aren't going to resonate anymore. And that's nothing wrong with that. Move on, let it go and move on to something else and be excited about something new and a new opportunity to change what we are wearing or how you look, you know? So I know it's kind of a long answer, but I feel like it's not, it's not just that stage, you know, that holds you back. I feel like it's all of clothing. If we allow clothing to take over like that. And let me tell you something guilty as charged. I have been there. I have not realized that I've been there. I've had so much stuff that has just sat and sat and sat. And when I finally let it go, it was not only so therapeutic in the sense of just cleaning and becoming like so much less full of stuff, but it was like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like everything just releasing. It was like, ah, I can breathe again in some crazy way. Like, I just feel it's so important, which is why I'm so big personally on closet auditing, as I call it, because it's like audit your closet, go through just like you would, you know, audit for taxes, like go through and be like, okay, what serves me and what doesn't, what am I holding on to? That's like not doing anything, but it's just sitting here because I'm saving it for God knows what, and really audit it and say, keep, you know, maybe I'll keep for a little bit longer to see if I use it, if I don't get rid of it and then just have your get rid of donate, sell, whatever it may be and make your piles and honor yourself and honor your system so that you stick to that, that you constantly do it. I do that now all the time. I do it with my clients. I do it with myself. And it's been a game changer when it comes to my wardrobe and not holding on to things too long. I think that people get hung up on the money. Like I paid a lot of money for this. Like my maternity clothes are so expensive. Here's the bottom line. When you get pregnant again, you're going to want new shit. Okay. That's the bottom line. I mean, you're going to want new stuff. So keep a couple things, donate some. A lot of women in this world cannot afford maternity clothes. And it's really sad. And if you can make, be a part of that change, do it. Keep what you like. And then the next time you have a baby, you're going to get new stuff anyway. Come on. Exactly. Now. And and like you said, if there's an investment piece or something like you know, that's more expensive than keep those pieces. Yeah, of course. Wear these again, keep them, you know, but then other things like exactly. I donated so much stuff. I found so many incredible mom groups that were so grateful. Then for the more expensive things, I sold them on Poshmark. Like, you know, you just, there's so many different tools out there now. There's so many different ways to do that and decide, you know, what works for you. I completely agree with you. It's like, let go of whatever else isn't serving you, which you really feel like there's no reason to hold on to keep the things that maybe you really love, or you feel like you really invested in and then let the rest go. I mean, my last client, her baby is almost two, 
we were finding baby gifts that she never even used. Oh, and I yeah, said, that happens all I said, go ahead, ship it in the box. She's like, oh my God, so-and-so gave me this. I never used it. Okay, put it in the, put it in the donate pile because that shit is going to somebody who needs it. I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't clearly, nice gift, but you didn't need it. You weren't looking for it. It's got to go. I mean, That's it's right. got to go. Right. And so I cleaned out her closet. I cleaned out her daughter's closet who she wasn't even two because it was such chaos. And she's like, I love this baby blanket. I never knew where it was. This is so amazing. This is my favorite dress for her. And it's showing her daughter that example, even at such a young age, how to be organized and how to love what you have. Exactly. And, you know, I, I love that because it's not just to be organized and love you have, but it's like, again, that letting it go. Right. And that release and realizing that like, again, Clothing is amazing, but at the same time, clothing can become very overwhelming like anything else. Clothing can become chaos. Clothing can overtake us if we allow it to. And it's so it's taking ownership of our wardrobe and of our stuff and realizing like what truly serves us and letting the rest go. Totally. And I always say my youngest client was 15 because her mom was like, I can't do it. Take her shopping. I was like, great. We had a great time. My youngest client was actually two years old because I cleaned out her closet (laughs) and that was actually really fun. And I did all her hair, but it was actually really fun. I enjoyed it. And it took literally 30 minutes. And her mom was like, I've been staring at the ship for two years and I don't know (laughs) what to do with it. And it took me 30. It was great. Anyway, Allie, How much fun was it talking to you? This was amazing. I am so grateful for your time, your nuggets, your wisdom, your guidance. I mean, we are definitely kindred spirits. We have come back around. I hope we remain friends, fashion friends, good friends. I hope you'll come back to the Fashion Crimes Podcast. We loved having you. How can we find you? Well, thank you so much for having me. I love the conversation. And yeah, if you want to follow me, you can find me at Allie Levine Design, A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E Design, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, uh, TikTok, <laughs> anywhere, everywhere, YouTube, uh, any social media platform. I frequent on um, Instagram the most, but I do make appearances um, elsewhere. I have a podcast, Everything with Ali Levine. I also have Everything with Ali Levine is my podcast Instagram. It's a very real and raw space. I talk everything from motherhood to spirituality to wellness entrepreneurship you name it it's there alilevine.com is my website depending on when this comes out there is a rebrand the next week or so that i'm super excited about that i finally after two years have gotten done (laughs) um, of all the things i'm up to Oh, if you want to be styled by me, you can, of course, DM me directly. Um, Feel free to mention that, you know, you heard me on Holly's Amazing Podcast. I will throw you a little discount for for your listeners. Um, So just mention, you know, that you heard me with Holly um, in the Fashion Crimes Podcast. We love a discount. We love a coupon. Who doesn't, right? I mean, I would be horrible not to say that. Um, So just just jog my memory and let me know that. Um, Comey, the app, K-O-M-I, is where I am um also if you want to book me directly i have all different conversations on there styled life s-t-y-l-d style life um also you can go on their website and you'll see my different consultations and styling there i do all different sessions on there that they've got me all booked for 
And yeah, and if anything resonated with you or you just want to connect and, you know, create more community, please feel free to DM me and say hi. I love to have incredible conversations, especially with women um, and especially new moms. New moms are my heart, um, especially, you know, being in this space. So please just say hello and, and let me know if there was something that, you know, you have a question on or resonated. You know, I'm here. And Holly, thank you so much for having me. No, of course. Women supporting women. That is my jam. I think that is your jam, too. I love talking to other stylists because I am not the same as you and you're not the same as me. We have different clients. We have different approaches. But if we can support each other, why not? I I am living proof. I did DM Allie and she got right back to me. (laughs) So I said, I'd love to have you. Um, And she was amazing. So I'm just so grateful for your time. Thank you for the connection and thank you for your friendship. And we will definitely have you back. Um, This has been Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. Please reach out to us. Send me a DM. Send me snail mail. Send me smoke signals. Let me know what you want to hear. Let's chat. Let's talk about some fashion crimes. Let's talk some smack. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast and we are out.